You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. I'm Michael Pincus, the grape guy from MichaelPincusWineReview.com, and with me as always... I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. And uh, Andre, um, you don't know what I'm about to talk about. I know, you've been keeping me in the dark, but you've been sending me text messages and tweets all week to let me know that there's something you want me to respond to. And I just, I just want to get your visceral response to this, because I had somebody over... Christmas holidays bring this to my attention and I had a response and I want to see if your response is going to be the same go for but it maybe I'll turn this into a little bit of a, a fun little guessing game to see if you can um, uh, you can get this so I'm looking at the LCBO's annual report here a little bit of a summary and uh, in the LCBO wine category VQA was up 8.7% compared to last year uh, it was strong for both VQA red and white wines, which grew, again, 8.7% and 8.6% respectively. VQA red wine growth was driven by which grape variety? I'm going to guess Cabernet Franc. No. Gamay. No. Merlot. What? Which one? Merlot. No. You ready? Back noir. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's your response to that? Well, your response to VQA's red wine growth driven by back noir, which accounted for 20% of the growth, and all you say is, uh-huh, no disrespect to the guys at Henry Appellum, who make the only good back noir in Ontario. This shocks me. This doesn't shock me. Why doesn't it shock you? I mean, you take a look at... Um, I'm going to pull the Sandbanks one off the off the shelf. And you and I... I know you and I are both not terribly big fans of this wine. Um, but for me, the main reason why I don't really care for the, for this wine just on um, on a personal level... Like, I mean, if I, were, if I were to write about this wine, I would have something to say about it. But it's just the fact that they leave quite a bit of uh, residual sugar in it. So well, She does that on purpose. And I, I understand the reason. She wants it to be an easy drinking red. And I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the way that she makes her baco. And I'm talking about Catherine Langlois of, of Sandbanks. I have no problem with the way she makes it. Well, I mean, I think this is where we're going to get into a discussion about the stuff that you and I like to drink. And I'll, I'll be honest, I know a large number of people who listen to this podcast are drinking a lot of the wines that you and I are, are talking about because we're looking at sort of premium, sellerable, uh, you know, higher end wines. But when we're talking about the, um, for lack of a better term, general list, the people who are heading to the LCBO or the wine rack and looking to pick up something a little more affordable, they're looking for something palatable and I mean, let's face it, they're not necessarily looking at, at, at something that needs to be serious. And I, I, once again, hats off to, to Henry of Pelham. I love the fact that they have expanded um, their portfolio to include different um, incarnations of the Baco Noir and are giving it the serious treatment. And let's face it, the Baco Noir from Henry of Pelham is ageable because I just want to make sure that I'm not just shitting on Baco Noir for the sake of shitting on it. 
probably 90% of the Baco, with a couple of exceptions, is made just to be guzzled the moment you get it home and open it. Well, I, I, I want to also give a, a round of applause to uh, Henry of Pelham because they came out this year with a new line for tobacco, the Old Vines tobacco, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was I thought good. it was really good. I thought it was good too, and I also thought that it, it's one of the few areas that it, it's starting to because I've I've talked before about how even that term old vines irks me, but you take a look at when those vines were planted and it's deserved. Yes, yes. But here's my here's I guess my problem with learning that Baco is driving VQA red wine sales. One, we make great red wines in this you just you mentioned Cabernet Franc and Gamay, which should have been driving the sales for sure. But it wasn't. But my big problem with Baco is if you talk to anybody and it just happens. I teach classes. I talk to people at events. I talk to you, anybody you talk to. Everybody goes, oh, I love Baco Noir or I love Baco. And then if you ask them the follow up question, which many don't, but you ask them, oh, yeah, where do you like your Baco from? Which producer? Everybody says Henry of Pelham. That does not mean that you like Baco. It means that you like Henry of Pelham Baco. But the fact that Baco is is leading the the segment, though, it means that people are drinking more than just Henry of Pelham Baco. I mean, which scares the crap out of me. But I mean, looking back at the the Sandbanks example, and I'll be perfectly honest, this is just me playing the the devil's advocate here, though. But they're still selling a, a crap ton of Yellowtail at the LCBO too. And if you were to sip on that that uh, Yellowtail next to um, uh, next to a, a Sandbanks Baco Noir, I think the, the the Ontario wine would hold up pretty well to the the Yellowtail counterpart. I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm just speechless. My gut reaction to that when I was told was, oh shit, why isn't Ontario drinking better wine? You know what? That's my reaction too. And unfortunately, we can only talk to a certain number of people individually. And I mean... If you're listening to this podcast, you would be doing the Ontario wine industry a service by sharing it so that people start drinking better wine. Like, like, look, I over the holidays, I tasted a lot of good Ontario wine, older Ontario wine. I had a, a 2012 Syrah from uh, Jackson Triggs, the Delane Vineyard. Great wine. Uh, well-aged, only four years. But I, I also got a chance to try the new... Trius uh, Cabernet Franc, 2015. Only eight months in oak. $14.95. That's the kind of wine that people should be picking up in droves, though. $15 for a great bottle of Cabernet Franc. Maybe I should have been the one to read the statement to you. You're, you're, uh, you know what? I've just... People are gonna, gonna eat and drink what they like. I mean, Baco isn't my... my preferred varietal but people are at least drinking local can we not at least look at the silver lining from that well well yes they are drinking vqa and 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 great you know if they want to drink baco i guess i can't stop them but i mean here's my here's my my problem and i come at it from a place of of knowledge because years and years ago i did a baco challenge um, I held it up at Southbrook. Uh, this I, I'd have to look back at the year that I did it, but I invited all the wineries that were making Baco Noir to uh, submit their wines, and I brought people in uh, to try wines, or Bacos, obviously, and that's all we drank. 
that evening. And it was amazing. Henry of Pelham was always, you know, in the top. Uh, Sandbanks was also there. And the other one that I really liked and that many people liked was from uh, the Lake Erie North Shore, Sanson. Those are your top three in Ontario. And thankfully, there's one in each uh, area. There's one in Niagara, obviously, the Henry Pelham. The Sandbanks is in Prince Edward County. And we have Sanson in the Lake Erie North Shore. Other than that, I have to tell you, the rest of the wines were absolute garbage. Well, I, I and you're very quiet. You're very quiet. Well, I mean, here's I guess the thing. This I'm is, the one this who's is... going to get in trouble in the phone calls from this podcast. But I mean, here's the thing: is is you're you're speaking from example, and you know, what? I don't need to call anybody out because I've had discussions with uh, Conrad Edgebick, who is also not a big fan of Baco Noir. And I mean, between my conversations with you and, and Conrad, uh, like I'll admit it, I have several bottles of Henry of Pelham Baco on my wine rack. Um, that go back five, six years because I know that that wine has aging potential. And frankly, I want to see what it's going to taste like with a bit of age. But I have tasted Baco from several other producers, medium producers, small producers. And often they're disjointed. They'll get really, really gross savory notes. And like, I'm not talking about the bell pepper that creeps into Cabernet Franc. I'm talking like pimento filled green olives and all sorts of gross stuff like that. And I'm a person who loves olives. Don't get me wrong. There's no olive hate here, but when your wine starts to taste salty, I'm sorry. That's just, that ain't good. It's just not the grape that I think that Ontario should be hanging its hat on. I really am almost offended. And again, I don't, I'm not knocking Henry of Pelham because they really have brought that grape to the fore for their winery. But maybe, but, there, but maybe there is a bit of hope because if you if you get out of the general list and you look to the vintages section, um, you don't see a whole lot of Baco in there. And for the producers that are hanging their hat on making small lot, high quality wines, I mean, I, I don't think we're seeing a whole lot of, of Baco. I mean, I think this is the reason why I'm not getting too bent out of shape about this. Tastes change, the market changes. Um, I can guarantee you that in, in my group of friends... We don't have a lot of people who are, are seeking out Baco or even talking about Baco as something that they that they particularly enjoy. I'd be curious to see the breakdown as to what demographic is buying these wines and driving that sale. Because like I, I do get it that millennials are really driving wine sales, but I, I don't know if 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 that's going to be the case with us drinking Baco. I I would be surprised if Henry Pelham has 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 stepped up their game to such an extent that they're that twenty percent. I don't think they're making that, which means there is a load of crap that's being drunk by Ontario wine drinkers, and they're thinking that's what Ontario can do. And, and, and I know for a fact that we can do much, much, much better. Well, let's just hope that this is not, or maybe this is a, a canary in, in a coal mine, because the other point that I just wanted to make is it's not as if people at, at Southbrook or Malivoire or Fielding or Megalomaniac or I could run down this list are tearing up vineyards in a rush to plant Baco Noir. Yeah, but here's the problem. When you see this report from the LCBO, and, and I was told this by a winemaker, and he says he looks at this report so that he can see where he should be heading his business. 
And I'm thinking if people look at this and say, wow, the growth is in Baco, that might be the next step. But in, in, in what segment? Like there, there isn't – I mean here's the, here's the other thing about Baco Noir. And once again, hats off to the people at, at Henry of Pelham, but even reserve and premium Baco Noir is only going to be as good as a premium or reserve Baco Noir. You'll never get the finest Baco Noir to taste as good as the finest Pinot Noir or finest Cabernet Franc or finest Cabernet Sauvignon, even from Ontario. Well, I just hope that uh, consumers realize that Baco should be a starting point and not where you end up. You know, I just got this mental picture of um, of you, Michael, going from LCBO to LCBO, grabbing people by the head and screaming at them, Stop drinking shitty wine! Were, were you, you were down here uh, on the, over the Christmas <laughs> break? Uh, you know, there's a great scene in... Um, in the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. I can't remember that one. My favorite one uh, from that group is uh, Clerks. Still Clerks. love Clerks. Okay, well, there's a scene where uh, at the end of the movie, Jay and Silent Bob take the money that they've earned doing what they need to do in the movie to track down every person who shit-talked them and individually kick the crap out of them. <laughs> so it just sounds like you're going to have to find a way to go from store to store and hand people a bottle of what they should be drinking. If that's what it takes, my friend, if that's what it takes. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest? I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm tepid on this. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I said, if I start hearing about some of the larger wineries, if I start, if, if I start hearing about Craig McDonald ripping up uh, vineyards of Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc to plant Baco Noir, then I'll be upset. But up until now, I mean, people are going to drink what they want to drink anyways. I mean, so, you're, 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 uh, so you are looking forward to the Delane Vineyard Baco? I am not. Like I said, if if that happens, that'll be when we do the podcast where I get worked up about this. Up until up until then, I don't know. We'll just hope that people start drinking better wines. By by that time, Andre, it's too late. No, but we, we can't we can't do well. I mean, the reason we're doing this podcast... Now you're, get, now you're getting exercised about it. Now you're really thinking. But, I mean, we can only do as much as we're doing. I mean, the reason we're doing this podcast is to hopefully drive people to drink better wines, right? Yes, so I just can mean, hope that. It, yes. it just means we're going to have to try harder. That's, right. it. that's it. This if is, that's, this is Michael, that's this, the mandate. This is on us. This is on us. We've got to try harder. We've got to do better. We ask you to do better as well. I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. And I know I'm going to get in trouble for this one. But I'm Michael Pincus, the grape guy from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. And friends, don't let friends drink Baco. Correct. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Two Guys Talking Wine. And as always, good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.